Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Paper. Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. Great nicknames on the 40 Acres coming in and uh, the conversation about the Hispanic Titanic. <laughs> Ivan Melendez, his 30th home run of his 2023 season professionally. Roger the Rocket Clemens is a good one. That's a good one. Now, you old-timers, you know when Roger Roger was here in the early 80s, was, was he already called the Rocket? At Texas? I, I yeah, think, did he get it post-Texas? I think he did because he was like the key was the Katie Rocket coming okay. out of uh, West Houston there. I think that's what was the original. Okay, um, so he got it. He, he, so he, somebody he get, let, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. If he already had the rocket, that's Roger it. Clemens. That's the question. When did he get the rocket nickname? But it is a cool nickname, Roger the Rocket. Well, and when I was growing up in Houston, uh, I didn't follow a lot of Texas baseball in the 80s because there wasn't much coverage of it in Houston. It was all about the pro teams and the Houston Cougars and whatnot. But I remember 1986, Roger Clemens started the All-Star game for the Boston Red Sox at the Astrodome. And it was a huge event, uh, and that's when I first started to hear about Roger Clemens, just how great he was. Uh, he was a rookie with the or a young young pitcher with the Boston Red Sox, 1986, and started that All Star game in the Astrodome and was electrifying. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I can believe it. Uh, it's young Black Jesus. Hey, I gave him that nickname. Did you? Yeah, and I gave Sticky Icky Ricky. Uh, I'm the first sticky, one to call Ricky, Ricky Sticky Icky Ricky too. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think they actually, I don't know if those those are official nicknames. I'm on those. Sticky, icky, more just ricky. Rodisms. Um, he, he did love his sticky, icky. Uh, he did love the sticky, icky. And you know what? Was way ahead of his time. Because oh. now it is totally decriminalized in the NFL for the most part. Yes. And, and being it's used not a, Yes, exactly. For positive purposes. Yes, and and being encouraged to be used in a responsible way, just like you would if alcohol or any other thing. And Ricky had to pay the price because uh, he was just ahead of his time. Of the time though, exactly. Those were right. the rules at the time. Those were the rules at the time. Dicker the Kicker, all-time nickname. Dicker the Kicker is probably the most natural of all nicknames, and it just flows. Dicker the Kicker, yes. that's a, It's a natural nickname, but it's also his name, so it, per- it works perfectly. And it's, that's his job, Dicker the Kicker. That's <laughs> what he does. He, he's a kicker. So that one does kind of flow naturally. That, that, that's, something that, that's in the conversation, too, for best nicknames. But, yeah, I think – uh, Hispanic Titanic's got to be up there. I mean, it's got to be right there. By the way, it just so happens that somebody said Dicker the Kicker. Dicker the Kicker. Dicker the Kicker. Do we have a highlight, Todd? I, mean, I think we still have this in the archive. Why, Dicker? Uh, From 40 yards away, Red River immortality. Dick, are you the kicker? Sorry. 45 Texas. Dicker, the, the kicker. He said he Gun said it. Yeah, he said, yeah, he said it with his chest. Dicker, the kicker. You Dicker's never heard his name said with that much emphasis. I, I, I've <laughs> never heard of earthquake. I said what in That place call. was crazy. It, it was crazy. Yeah. That was uh that was an amazing Ooh, scene. Oh, I like the Wolf of DKR. That's a good one too. Who's Ooh, that? That was Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns. Really? Caden Stearns was a wolf. They used to play, and by the way, shout out, because Rod B was the one who suggested, they used to play a wolf howl. 
Yeah, that was your nickname for him. Yeah, the Wolf of DK. Another nickname Rod B came up with. Hey, by Look the way. Look at you. You're the nickname creator. <laughs> so you get to name our show. That's just you. Your call. <laughs> we did also uh, Long Balls. Long Balls Dixon. Because <laughs> he, no, he's kicking long balls, man. How about Bam That's Bam why. Sam? How about Bam Bam Sam? Bam Bam Sam was a good one, too. Also a Rod B-ism. Hey, you hey, know what I'm saying? You get to name our show. It's just whatever <laughs> just, you think it needs hey, to be. It's whatever just rolls off the tongue, it fits. That's pretty good. Ty, I like do that. You, uh, you, now, you know, Bam Bam Sam's one thing, but Ty, Sam was his quarterback in high school. That's true. That's your mother's quarterback. Yeah. We, we, I just called him Sam E. Like Sam E. Sam E. Sam E. Sam E. Uh, oh, Sam E. Now, was that when you were I playing football, you. or was that like in the Glee Club, Glee Club choir? A little bit of both. Okay. I know. I can't believe that all you Westlake football players were also like in choir. It was High School Musical. And you were in the musical, too. Well, I'm saying it was like the, the movie High School Musical, because they're all basketball <laughs> players in that, and also singing. Oh, oh, so what was the play that you guys actually put on we and did, performed? We did the Newsies. We did West Side Story. Wow. Sam was um, in it? Yeah. We oh, got to get the footage of this. Just I, I, I want to see it. I'm not going to leak it out or anything. I just want to see it. I, 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 sometime, if I ever meet a girl, you know, I, I'm real open, as y'all know. Oh, yeah. Just, no you, boundaries. I was like, you want to see some see some YouTube? Oh, dude, <laughs> chicks love that kind of stuff, bro. They love oh, that. No, you I being know. a thespian? Oh, yeah, man. I love this. Singing, I went to singing. Yeah. I went to a uh, theater and arts middle school. I mean, I was I had to I had to perform as an audition to get into the school. And oh yeah, man. Nice. Well, it helped me meet a, meet a lot of different people, learn how yeah. to talk to different people. No, it is and, cool. I, I would um, encourage kids to get in the theater oh, if they can. It's it really is good. You you definitely won't be shy if you end up in in theater and arts. Like it's just kind of opens you up as a in your in terms of your personality as a, your charisma. So I'll start with Ivan Melendez. Somebody said, where was Melendez before Amarillo? We didn't hear much about him since he left Texas. Uh, he was at Hillsboro. He played for the Hillsboro Hops of the single-A league. The Hillsboro Hops. Hillsboro Hops. What's, what's a hop? It's just it's a bunny? What are we talking about? I don't a, know. What they, okay, well, I wonder what their mascot Hillsboro is. Hillsboro Hops. The Hillsboro Hops. That's, um, I like it, though. Could be beer. Oh, that would be awesome. They're in, in yeah. or, they're up in or, near Portland. It might be hops. It might actually, You might be on to something. Though. It might be beer. <laughs> it could be beer. Oh, did you hear about the Texas offensive line? They have like a, a non alcoholic beer deal. Yeah. Did you hear about this? We'll give you some details on that. We'll yeah. look it up. But yeah, I, it is was, beer. The Hillsborough Hops is beer. Wow. Their, well done. Their logo is a, is so, a hop. That so, is a great idea. Melendez went from the hops to the sod poodles. <laughs> I mean, from A. And last year, after he got drafted, he played in rookie ball. He played in their high high rookie ball team, but then uh, started this year coming out of training camp at single A Hillsboro and then. Elevated to Double A, and he's got 30 home runs now. He's killing it, and only 90 games. So he is—he's still striking out a little bit more than you would want, and he's going to have to clean that up. But man, he is when he connects, he—he he connects. connects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, let's get to the headlines, trending topics to start this uh, Thursday morning, and then Rod's going to have a rant for you. UBO Business Services. We'll start with the Longhorns. We're now 16 days to that season opener with the Rice Owls, two weeks from Saturday. Saturday also will be another big scrimmage for the Longhorns, a depth chart-defining scrimmage, according to Steve Sarkeesian. Now, earlier this week, we heard Coach Sark praise the consistency in daily camp uh, that he was seeing from senior defensive tackle Alfred Collins. After practice yesterday, the Longhorns senior safety Jaron Thompson agreed with his coach and added that the entire D-line is coming strong each day and making his job a lot easier. Man, D-line is looking nasty, mean, nasty, and violent. That's good. Yeah, hey, they making a lot. They making our job in the back end ten times easier. Man, I just was watching film last night, watching how I was in the post, and they closed every gap. And you know, when you 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 post defense, I mean, we have every gap covered. So we they was just making our job easier. As a post safety, I was just deep. 
I ain't even have to come down and fit nowhere, just extra. So just them blowing things, taking twofers and taking gaps, that's, that's great. That's gonna make our job easier on the back end for sure. For sure. Again, 16 days in conference realignment news. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark said yesterday that conversations pertaining to the Big 12 potentially adding Gonzaga and UConn are no longer happening. He appeared on a podcast uh, yesterday. Yormark added that the Big 12's current focus is the transition of the four new schools coming in in 2024, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado to make it a 16-team conference as Texas and Oklahoma exit for the SEC. Major League Baseball Astros finally able to gain a game on the Red Hot Rangers in the AL West. That's because Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick all blasted first inning home runs. That gave Justin Verlander a 5-0 lead. He struggled because the Marlins got back to within 6-5 in that game, but then Houston blew it open with a 6-run 6th inning. They cruise to a 12-5 win in Arlington. Meanwhile, Angels lefty Reed Detmers carried a no-hitter into the 8th inning before the Rangers second baseman Marcus Simeon lined a one-out double to break it up. Uh, Angels still went on to shut out the AL West leaders 2-0. Shohei Otani drilled his league-leading 42nd home run of the season in the first inning. They still lead the Astros by two and a half games atop the division. Both Houston and Texas will enjoy a day off today ahead of the weekend. Uh, over in the National League, the streak in L.A. Dodgers won their 10th straight game last night. They trounced Milwaukee 7-1. L.A.'s opened up a 10-game lead over San Fran in the NL West. Only Atlanta has a larger division lead right now. Braves just completed a dominating three-game sweep of the Yankees with a 2-0 win last night. They stretched their lead out over the Philadelphia Phillies to 12 and a half games. In Sugarland, Round Rock rallied for another win. They've won eight straight. They won it 4-3. Busy sports weekend kicks off today and tonight in golf. It's the second leg of the PGA Tour's chase for the FedEx Cup. That'll tee off outside Chicago at the BMW Championship. It's the top 50 players remaining will play uh, this weekend. Only 30 will advance to next week's Tour Championship. And in uh, week two of the NFL preseason, it opens tonight, Thursday night football in Philadelphia. Eagles hosting Cleveland. There are two games on the slate tomorrow night, then a full slate of games on, on Saturday, including Houston hosting Miami. Cowboys will be in Seattle to face the Seahawks on Saturday night. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Uh, are you going to watch the preseason game tonight? I am. You are, you actually oh, you said that enthusiastically. Yeah. I, okay. Be, well, because the Astros and the Rangers are off. <laughs> but what, what intrigues you about this matchup is the Eagles? Like, what it, uh, I, I, I tend to think that most coaches and teams are going to play their if they're going to oh, play their starters, this will be the you. game with the most. Okay. Just because it's the second and, and then the third is closer to the season. Uh, and I think they'll shut everybody down. So I think this will be the game where you'll get to. I want to see Deshaun Watson. Um, and what he's going to be with the Browns. I'd like to see Jalen Hurts. I mean, how much does he play? Because you know, part of the issue is, you know, one of the big issues in the NFL, Rod, right now is offensive line depth, right? We talked yep. about it with the Cowboys. It is. And they had to put their mm-hmm. second-string line on the field last week against Jacksonville. They didn't want to risk injury, and they were terrible. Uh, offensive line depth is an issue. And remember, they don't, they don't hit as much in practice. No, because the new CBA doesn't allow it, actually. Right. So I it think, limits the amount of contact you can have. Well, I think that limits a coach because if you're not going to mm-hmm. play your starting offensive line, you're not putting your quarterback out there. No, that'd be stupid because I mean, <laughs> they have too much money on the field. Well, cause, well, I mean, <laughs> watching the Texans last week in New England, New England had most of their defensive starters in there when C.J. Stroud was in, but they had their second-team offensive line, and those dudes are just getting bum-rushed. Mm-hmm. I mean, C.J. Stroud, I mean, he went two for four and threw a pick, but he was he had immediate pressure in the middle. I mean, it was not good. Right in his front. face. And it's like, well, yep. get him out of there. And um, But I, I, I wonder, because at some point, because they don't hit as much in practice, there aren't as many, you know, contact padded practices. At some point, if you're, you know, tonight it's, uh, you know, the the Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, you got to figure out, you got to get your line on and get them gelling together. I think, yep. I think tonight we may, end of this weekend, you might see 
the most action you're going to see starters have until the opener. And and each team will handle that differently, whether it's this game or the next game. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, so I will tune in to see. Um, it, it it has been said. Mary Kay Cabot claims that the Browns are going to start Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Ooh, well, see, maybe no Deshaun. Um, she says that basically the Browns are going to start uh, and like I said, this could have changed because this was from yesterday um, over uh, more veteran Kellen Mond for their third preseason game. So the third one, not the second one. So yeah, they've third already one. played three. That's right. They played the Hall of Fame game. Yes, exactly. So for the third one. That, she was announcing for the third one. Um, he's been great so far, though. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. UCLA, right? Yeah, he's probably been the best quarterback in the preseason. Obviously, I know what that means. Uh, but he's got a 134 quarterback rating, 17 of 21 passing, 184 yards, two touchdowns, um, averaging 8.6 yards per attempt. Also, also, he's rushed for 47 yards, too. Um, so, yeah, in the third preseason game, obviously he'll start. Deshaun Watson probably won't see any time. But getting back to Deshaun Watson, and you remember this because you're, you're a Texans fan, and most fans out there don't care because you don't watch any Texans football. And why would you? <laughs> we I have wouldn't. To, yeah, I wouldn't either. But we have to because we we got a, that's our that's our team. All right, from H Town. Um, Deshaun Watson had one of the greatest se- before all of the off the field issues and the allegations and the uh, you know obviously the the lawsuits the you know the civil suits for sexual misconduct all that kind of stuff before all of that. And before he wanted, and actually before all of that, he actually wanted out with the yeah. Texans. He decided he didn't want to play for the Texans and was not going to play for them anymore. Before that, before all of that, he had one of the greatest seasons in the history of the NFL for for a quarterback on a losing team in 2020. You he remember did. this? Yeah, he was Superman. He was. He was remember that's what Davos Tony called him, Super Superman in, in cleats. Yeah, he was like he was like a top five. He had like a top five season for a quarterback he that was. year. I don't know how he get, he's got to get back to that. Now I thought it was taking some time, but man, I think those two years off, man, they really they, they really were detri- extremely detrimental. Well, that's why that's to why him I was as a QB to see man. Him if he was going to play tonight because you know I did watch most every game he played. In I know Houston you did. As a Texas yeah. fan. I mean, that was the season. Remember, he got kicked in the eye, and he still threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, after he couldn't see anything, and it, it, he had this like Jedi vision. Is that the same season where he had like the bruised ribs and yeah. like the, the he couldn't even fly on a plane because his lung was like yeah, punctured? As, or something? as a Texans fan, you finally had some hope that okay, we're still not very good, but we have our quarterback. You We've got, got our QB. guy, right? Yeah. Which is some place you that's 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 a good place to be in the NFL to have your quarterback. And you thought at the time you had your coach and Bill O'Brien. Uh, and of course, it all collapsed because it's Houston. And that's what it happens. all collapsed <laughs> against the started against the Kansas City Chiefs. Twenty four nothing. Twenty four. Oh, don't, don't way, remind me. Prior to that game, I predicted the Texans would win that game. So nobody was celebrating more than Rod B when they were up twenty four points. And yeah, by halftime, they the were Texans losing. were down. <laughs> it, was, it was reminiscent of the Love You Blue uh, collapse against the Buffalo Bills, but obviously uh, not as drastic. I'll give you one little quick nugget while we, before we move on. Um, only four about that season for for uh, Deshaun Watson. Only four quarterbacks in NFL history have finished a season with more than forty five hundred passing yards, more than thirty touchdowns, fewer than ten interceptions, and an average of eight and a half yards per attempt. Those QBs were Peyton Manning in two thousand four, Aaron Rodgers in two thousand eleven, Matt Ryan in twenty sixteen, and Deshaun Watson in twenty twenty. The rest of those guys won 12, 15, and 11 games. And Deshaun Watson and the Texans won four. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I mean, they were. Uh, he, it, he was a great player, and on his way to being a, an elite quarterback. When can he the, get back there? Is the question. Yeah, that's why I was eager to see him if he was going to play tonight against Philadelphia, just to see where he's at. Because last year when he came back in December, he looked like he lost. He looked, forgot how to play football. It, exactly. But <laughs> honestly, I, I can tell you this as a guy who played at the NFL level, not to the obviously um, as good as the Sean Watson, not to that level. But when you are out, because I I was out because of injuries. Shoulders, I had three shoulder surgeries. So you're out for that amount of time. I, I hate to say it, some of it, if you don't use it, you do lose it to a certain extent. You have to be cultivating that well, craft you're, constantly. You're, well, you're playing in, at the elite level, right? And you miss and, those and, reps. And man. all those reps. Oh, you miss them. And, and while you're not getting the reps, some of the guys is. Yeah, other exactly. guys are. Other guys are getting those reps, yeah. Okay, I think we've all heard the Kobe Bryant, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant. You know, he used to get up at four o'clock and get in a workout and then he'd. You know, eat breakfast, then he get another workout, and then he rest, and he get another workout. And he felt like if he took, if he got up ahead of everybody, they might be working out twice a day. I'm working out three times a day. I'm getting mm-hmm. my reps three times a day. Yeah. And over the if I do that every day, be maniacal about it. I'll be yeah. Str- Extrapolate that over over yeah. a year. That's just how he thought. Yeah. And I think you know to to a to a similar. If you're not playing for two years and and you're not getting the the, the muscle memory Ooh. and the body reps and the understanding the game, the game's too. I mean these two these players are too good. Yeah. To not be to, to miss that many reps. Now, can Deshaun Watson ever get it back? That's what we're going to see this year. Where is he? Can he get close to that? Because he was a great player in college, and he was you know on his way to being a great player with the Texans. But you know, two can, can he make up those two years? What are the other examples? Is it like Mike Vick did it? He it, you know he left the game for probably a year plus, right? It was prison. A, yeah, prison. Then he got the suspension. Yeah. I think after that, came back. He. He, was, he wasn't the same player. He was still really damn good, though. He was still I don't know if he was the same he was player. He was really damn good. I don't know if there's an example of it happening. Guys don't leave the game for two years in their prime. It just doesn't happen. And at that position, I think you have a better chance at another position to uh, at least get back to the level of play that you once were at in your prime. Because that quarterback, it, it, as Sark always says, you're a fighter pilot, man. You're your reaction time and oh. your you're right and you your, your ability to process, it. yeah. That's why they have now that new the new test instead of uh, they have the the test about how yeah, quarterbacks the, process processing test. Is yeah right? It's how your brain operates. Yes, in in, in, in in real time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How you problem solve in real well, time. We'll see. I mean, obviously, it's a, if if he's back to close to what he was. Oh, so says Ricky. Good. That's a good one. Ricky did that. Ricky did it. Ricky did that. Yeah. I don't, was Ricky back to? His He's prime, still damn good. He was really damn good. Wait, Vic was really good. I don't know if you get back but to your prime. But I do think prime. your point. I mean, running running backs a little different than quarterback. Running back, yeah, it's more, nat- run, more natural run. instincts. Yeah. yeah, quarterback, you're so, so much of it is cerebral. Yeah, I just wonder if you well, get back. If you do get that back, and you know, I think there was a lot of mental strain on Deshaun Watson. Whatever, I mean, it was his own fault. But there was a lot of uh, stress. That's a stressful stress situation, on that yeah. and uh, you know, embarrassment. Um, you know, all that goes on with that for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Of course, they play Philadelphia tonight in the Thursday Night Football weekend. I got my fantasy uh, expert, my man Matt Butler, says uh, just expecting the DTR and Kellen Mond to play. QB tonight. Okay. So we exactly. Nobody ever gives in, you their plan. I will tune in. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll watch some of it. If he does play, that'd be great. But yeah, the preseason, I want to see him during the season to see if he gets back to form. If he does, that's great. But uh, right now, I'm wondering as a guy that used to watch him and claim that at one point he played top five quarterback football, will he ever get back there again? Well, if he does, Cleveland's going to be pretty damn good. Exactly. That that's division. what they wrote. That's why they gave him a, a fully guaranteed deal. Oh, they're still uh, mad about a that. Miss, all uh, the what, how many allegations and civil lawsuits about of sexual misconduct? Exactly. They still gave a fully guaranteed deal. Why? Because he played top five quarterback football last time they saw him play.
and that's worth it <laughs> in their mind. Jimmy Haslam, yeah. the owner. Well, uh, we'll see. And then the other side of that is Philadelphia. Will Jalen Hurts play tonight? He played top two quarterback play last year in the NFL. Can he uh, continue that ascent with the Philadelphia Eagles? And one thing I'll be watching for the Eagles, and I know Cowboys fans don't want to hear this, but you know who have been the, a couple of the stars of their training camp have been these two Georgia rookies, Jalen Carter at defensive tackle. And Nolan Smith. I've seen the Nolan, highlights. Nolan Smith, who was the injured player last year for the for the Bulldogs, uh, the rush end, mm. who went he ran like a four three at the combine. Remember this? It's it's his size. Uh, you talk about big people running fast at the combine. <laughs> well, he's had a really good camp, and he comes off the edge. I mean the I mean the Eagles had a done had, had an unbelievable <laughs> defensive line and pass rush last year. They almost they almost chased down the Chicago Bears. From 85 for the most sacks in a season. And they added Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. And it's like, yo. I don't think they can stop him was a sloppy field. (laughs) I I know. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. They couldn't get any footing. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I'll be watching that tonight because that's something the Cowboys have to deal with um, starting this year in that division. So that's tonight. Somebody asked why the Cowboys play so late on on Saturday night. They're playing in Seattle. Uh, West Coast. So it's 9 o'clock. So it's West Coast time. Yeah. You know, during the season, the NFL says no, no Seattle. You got to start at five o'clock your time. So we need a seven o'clock kickoff. Preseason, preseason. It's a locally owned. Yes, yeah, so they get media the right. Rights. Yeah, so, they get the rights, and they're going to sell yeah. it for a seven o'clock kick in Seattle. And the Seahawks will play the Cowboys. It'll be a nine o'clock kick. So you have to stay up a little bit later. That's on uh, Saturday. That's on Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And the Eagles are three and a half point favorites. Ty, who you got tonight? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Later Bet- points. Betting, Late- betting against Kellen Mond is usually a pretty safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> former, former Aggie quarterback. Gotta lay I love it that random Aggie shot. Gotta hey, lay it to play are, it, baby. When are the Ravens playing? Because just pick them. 24-0. Bet on I, them. I feel like it's coming to an end. It's got to at they one got, point. They got lucky last week. They won by a point. They didn't play any. But Trent Harbaugh is at this point trying to lose. He didn't play well, any starters at all. But Baltimore plays the Monday Night Football. The first Monday Night Football broadcast is Monday night. And the they're preseason? Playing, they're playing in Washington on ESPN. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we'll see Eric B. Enemy offense. I I didn't watch Washington in the preseason, so I, w- I would like to see that Eric B. Enemy offense. Sam looked good. Well, you know what? You, you yeah. know what the big yeah. storyline of training camp is because they're doing all these joint pa- practices, fights. I mean, there's fights everywhere. Devin Duvernay got through some haymakers in the Ravens when they were practicing yeah, with Washington. It was him this week. and Tylen Wa- Tylen Wallace. A got bunch to, of yeah. Cowboys had a bunch of brawls yesterday. Sam Williams and. Uh, they were getting after it. How about this, though? Uh, the, 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 I've never seen this. New York Jets senior defensive assistant cornerbacks coach Tony Oden had to leave practice on a cart after he went down on the sidelines after a fight. He, t- he said he took some friendly fire. Oh, no. <laughs> one of his own guys. Oh, no. Took some friendly fire. <laughs> He's probably trying to break something up. And it's like, dude, they got pads on. Just get out of the way. Yeah. They don't see you uh, no. when they're rushing toward someone in anger. You had to leave on a cart. <laughs> Get them out of here! Oh man, yeah. Not the coaches. Some of the coaches, they they. It depends on when the fight is taking place. If you're getting your butt whipped out there as a as a defense, and a fight breaks out, coaches don't mind it as much because somebody should be a, a, you know upset if you're getting whipped out there. Uh, but if it's like getting in the way of practice and you can't actually get anything done, you're getting fight after fight after fight. Coaches get frustrated with that. Make everybody run. Make everybody do push ups. Stuff like that. They don't want to get hurt either. It's, but, you know, it's it's that time of camp. They're getting frustrated. Guys are tired of practicing. Everybody's tired of practicing. We're tired of talking about theoretical football and hypothetical football and what could be. And Yeah, talking season's over. Let's play some ball. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> at that point now. We're like, all right, we're done. We're done. All the points have been made. No more points can be made. Let's just play and watch. Let's go. Hey, we do have Texas at number 12 in our countdown today. More so we'll theoretical, talk. <laughs> hypothetical football. Or top 20. We'll be back. Rod will have a rant coming back if that wasn't enough. Also, before the end of the hour, interesting in bullish or BS, Rod. 
bullish or BS? The Kelsey brothers had a good debate. Um, you know, Travis and Jason Kelsey do yeah. the podcast. They had a healthy debate about toughest position to play in football, not quarterback. And you might oh, like that's the easy. You might like the debate. Well, I think that's easy. Save that for bullish or BS. We'll have that with you on a Thursday. It's Ian Rod B. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports, the Horn. That's right, busy Thursday. We're at number 12 in the Ian Rod B. Horn Top 20 Countdown, and we have the Longhorns right there at number 12. So we were taking your Colt McCoy memories, greatest number 12 in Texas history. Apologies to Earl Thomas, but, you know, Colt's the quarterback. Uh, so Colt McCoy memories, we'll take those on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Uh, we'll also go deep on the Longhorns throughout the morning and uh, at 930, our normal Horn Top 20 Countdown spot. We'll do a deep dive, including Joel Klatt's opinion on the Longhorns, Joel Klatt of Fox. And uh, earlier this week, Rod, I had a, we recorded the latest Eyes on Texas multicast that I do. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. And it was out yesterday, so you can go check that out. It's about an hour and ten minutes of good stuff. Talking all things Texas football. We had a recap of the oh, Colin Simmons commitment and what he can mean to the Texas recruiting class and defense in the future. Also, uh, obviously, all things training camp with Steve Sarkeesian. But the highlight nice. for me was uh, Devontae Tucker-Dorsey came in, uh, the one-year Longhorn last year, number three, uh, playing linebacker. And we talked for about 30 minutes about Texas, his journey. But also, he, he gave some really good stuff on this year's Texas team. And he goes to practice, and he's you know, real still great with all the guys and Jalen Ford and, and David Benda in that linebacker room. So, uh, really good stuff there, uh, talking about the Longhorns. Nice. And if you go watch it, because you can watch the multi, I call it a multicast, because you can watch it on YouTube with cameras and different camera angles. We do a, a pretty nice setup there. Also on, on iTunes and Spotify with the eyes on Texas. But uh, if you watch it, our man uh, our man Diamante wearing the cowboy hat. Tuck. Yeah. No, it's clean. He, he, he pulls it off. You can tell it's natural to him. He, I, I, when I try to wear it, I look like I'm faking it. He don't like he faking. He look like he he's it's genuine. Yeah, got the genuine cowboy he, thing. And working. I think he told me they got that hat as a as a bowl gift at the bowl game last year at the Alamo Bowl. Oh, got really? A cowboy hat. Yeah. Okay. They make sure that they they get them all like the right fit for all the guys. I wonder about that because everybody's got you know different hit sizes. Yeah, well, I guess you could get fitted and then they get you. Uh, okay, get you there hat. you go. All right. Or send you know, send your you had a month before the Alamo Bowl. Send everybody's head size and we'll get them hats. This says uh, eat. Please go in-depth on the Longhorns. Don't go deep on the Longhorns. Sounds inappropriate. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, only if your mind's in the gutter. Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll go, we'll go deep <laughs> on the Longhorns. Deep dive. Deep, yeah, dive, deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dives. There you go. We will play a little bullish and BS coming up for the top of the hour. Uh, and I will tell you, Rod, I tried to watch the Johnny Manziel documentary last night. I had the perfect window. Uh-oh. Technical uh, difficulty. Somehow. I, oh, really? For whatever Stra- reason. Trying to stream it? Yeah, I was I was hitting the Netflix button and it all of a sudden gave, I had to do all these passwords and whatnot. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, you weren't e- logged in? For I mean, I've been using Netflix watching Peaky Blinders for oh, that's a true. month now, and all of a sudden I go to push it, and it's like, oh no, you gotta log in again. I'm like, what? Uh maybe somebody logged you out. Yeah, I mean on accident. I would have done that. Or maybe you uh, got hacked. I got hacked. Maybe you got that was my fear. I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna go yeah, I'm not, this. I'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not, not gonna digging through this rabbit hole right now. No, 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 no. Because we've been hacked before. That's what the hackers want. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I think I think everybody's been hacked at this point. You can't I'm not doing it. But so I was gonna yeah. watch the Johnny Manziel doc and I didn't, so instead yeah. I watched Baseball. And- it's too far gone for me. I'm not watching it. I agree at this point. <laughs> now yeah, you're right, because it's kinda losing his luster. It's like do it, what now is it a priority? I still gotta for me? see it. I've seen yeah. enough clips. You know, we've talked about it. I, I think I'm good on it. 
<laughs> it's kind of like the the, the 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 documentary, the docu series, the quarterback, right, with Mahomes and I Sir haven't Cubs. watched it. Didn't watch that either. Exactly. I, I kind of I'm with you, I'm with you Ty. I missed my window on it, and now I'm like, well, do I really nah. want to watch it that bad? I, you, 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 all, all the details have been you know leaked to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still probably will, but we'll see. We'll see. Time I got to be bored one day with no good I'm TV. Kinda, maybe you're like you're like Joey Boza. You see that uh, Doug Gottlieb asked Joey Boza at training camp for the Chargers. Hey, if you watch the quarterback documentary, he says, "Why the hell would I want to watch something about Patrick Mahomes?" <laughs> I love that makes me that makes me like Bosa even more. Why the hell I want to watch something about Patrick? Bro, I'm, I'm trying to sack that I'm dude. To, I'm trying to beat that guy. Exactly. Why the hell <laughs> I want to watch him at his house. <laughs> I like that response. That's a good response. All, all my D linemen have the same response. Why the hell I want to watch Patrick Mahomes? All right, there you I go. I see him enough. All right, let's. Oh, that's uh, good stuff. That's my little. E rant of the morning. With, did we uh, ever? Do we ever play the the Patrick Mahomes sound you sent me with his wife? Oh no, we should play that for the hell of it. You know what? Oh, we could do that. We could do that actually later on. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. It's, it's, we, it is pretty funny. It's him and his wife. Actually. Him and his wife, Brittany. Is Brittany's her name? Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the brother's not in it, I'll, I'll listen to it. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't. You tell they've they've told him that he needs to cool it. That, Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, he has not been as high profile, but maybe it's because the season ain't been going on. But he's, well, he, got, he got arrested. Yeah, he had some. He had <laughs> some incidents. Yeah, he had an incident. Hey, yeah. Jackson, tamp it down. Just enjoy being Patrick Mahomes' brother and going to all the games, sitting in the press box, not press box, in the sky boxes. Just enjoy yeah, that. Enjoy the ride. You ain't got to be an influencer. Hey, hey, Fredo, you're causing <laughs> like problems for the family. <laughs> Great reference. Well done. Well hey, Fredo, done. could you, could you well ease up? Done. All right, let's dive into Rod's rant on a Thursday morning. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Well, oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butt. All right, going back. Yesterday, we discussed the uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list, and he had one Longhorn on his uh, top 100 most freakish athletes in college football list. And uh, I, you know, when looked at the list and you went through some of it yesterday, there are a lot of a lot of teams in the Big 12 that have more representation on the best or at least the best freaks, the top 100 freaks in college football um, than Texas. Uh, Texas Tech has three on that list. Uh, just to give you the list real, really quickly, um, Texas Tech ends up having three guys on the list. Uh, TCU has three guys on the list. Baylor has two guys on the list. Cincinnati has three guys on the list. Uh, U of H, BYU, and Texas uh, each have one. And uh, Oklahoma didn't have any players on the list. Uh, the BYU player, uh, highest ranked, just uh, Kingsley Suomataya. The offensive lineman, and we went through his freakish uh, uh, skill set yesterday. Cincinnati uh, defensive tackle Dante Corleone, Byron Murphy for Texas, Texas Tech DB Tyler Owens, Longhorn fans know him. Uh, Texas Tech defensive lineman Miles Cole, Baylor wide receiver Monterey Baldwin, Baylor defensive lineman Gabe Hall, TCU wide receiver Savion Williams, TCU O lineman Brandon Coleman, Texas Tech D lineman Jalen Hutchings, uh, TCU linebacker Shad Banks Jr., Cincinnati D lineman Joe Briggs, Cincinnati linebacker Deshaun. Pace and Houston D lineman Chidozi Nawankwo. Those are the the freaks uh, that are were listed on uh, Bruce Feldman's uh, college football's top 100 freaks list that are from the Big 12. And some people 
Well, at least someone posed the question to me, and some people may be wondering, well, why doesn't Texas have more freaks on this list? Why does Baylor and Tech and Cincinnati have more freaks than Texas on this list? Keep in mind, this is not not about great football players, not really even about the combination of your football talent and your freakish athleticism. It's just about the raw measurables and how freaky they are. And here's my theory, because I remember Matt Rule talking about this. And it's a pretty simple theory that makes a lot of sense. I I believe that this is probably why TCU, uh, Tech, and Baylor, and Cincinnati have more freaks on this list. Because, and Matt Rule talked about this when he was actually at Baylor and he was at Tech. uh, Sorry, Baylor and at Temple, not Tech. At Baylor and at Temple. He said when he was at those schools, he had to compete, all right, with big-time universities uh, and Temple, like, you know, of course, like Penn State. Uh, in the Big Ten uh, when he came to the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma. And he said the way that he looked at it was that he could not recruit the same players as Texas and Oklahoma. Um, he could recruit players that were, you know, highly rated players, but he would oftentimes lose those battles to big-time programs like Texas and Oklahoma. And that is not the best use of your time as a coach, all right? To finish third. Uh, to finish third, yeah, exactly, in a big-time recruitment. Then you wasted time on that recruit instead of, obviously, evaluating other prospects. So this is what he said. And this is uh, comes from, this is actually from Baylor. He, uh, he said, if they take a top 50 recruit, they is Texas and Oklahoma. He said, they take a top 50 recruit, I need to take someone who isn't as highly recruited. So I better take somebody with these skills and develop them. When player after player left Temple for the NFL, they could all run. They were all big. It made sense taking that approach to survive at Temple. Then we came to Baylor where we could get some top recruits, but we said, hey, let's keep the same approach. It's working well for us. It's starting to pay dividends here as well. Remember, in 2022, Baylor basically at the Combine kind of took the Combine by storm. They had the seventh most players drafted of any college in that 2022 draft. And remember, they had three guys in the top ten fastest players at the NFL Combine. Right, they had Kalen Barnes, who almost broke the all-time record. He had a four-two-three. The record is four-two-two. Um, wide receiver Tyquan Thornton ran a four-two-eight. That was the Patriots. Yes, and J.T. Woods, the safety, ran a four-three-six. I mean, they blazed that combine, and everybody was freaking out. Like, what? how's Baylor got this much speed? Because basically, Matt Rule decided, listen, I cannot get the best well-rounded prospects, the ready-made prospects, the four- and the five-star blue chips, what I can do is I can identify a certain trait that is elite within a player's skill set, and then I can develop the rest. I can fill in the, the gaps of the rest. I get a guy who's got elite speed. Is he considered a, a blue-chip recruit? Nope. He's probably one-star, two-star, maybe no stars. But if I can coach up this that elite trait and build a skill set around that elite trait, which is speed or which is size, things that God can give but you cannot coach, then I, as, I, and obviously as a coach, it challenges me. I have to develop that talent. But if I can develop it, then those guys will ultimately reach a ceiling close or near the ceiling of the four- and the five-star prospects that Texas has and Oklahoma have. They're just ready-made already. They're more ready-made, a well-rounded skill set, a more balanced skill set. But the, 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 the project, the developmental project that Matt Rule is working with, those guys have high ceilings too. It's just going to take you a lot more construction <laughs> yeah. to be able to build, that well, and, build up to that ceiling. 
Texas over the last decade famously recruiting those blue yes. chips and not developing them to their maximum and that you know where where five stars become three stars that's the hope that that's changing now at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian Seems that way. and this current coaching staff but I agree Gary Patterson Gary, Pat- same way. Gary same Patterson way. was same great way. at that for years and one of the things that that, that, that key to a Matt Rule success and he's going to try to replicate it at Nebraska now and Gary Patterson the relationship with the high school coaches, because it's the high school coaches who will give you, hey, that give, me, diamond in the rough. give me that guy no one's recruiting that's going to be really good because yep. he's a late bloomer or you know he's had an injury or something. Who's that guy? Mm-hmm. And you know Gary Patterson could always dig and get those guys. And you know, but he would also bring in the best athletes from smaller schools, Gary, and you know they were probably the quarterback at their high school, but they'd end up being DBs or they'd yep. be a different position when they got to Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, Gary Patterson was famous for that. Oh, yeah. Just get you a ball player and I'll turn him into a ball player. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that, I'll find a position for him. And the head coaches and assistant coaches at the high school level will always want to brag about their guys that no one's recruiting, right? They're always going to want to give you that guy. If you do your due diligence, they're out there. And uh, that's a, that's the way TCU was built, and that's why Baylor turned around pretty quickly with with Matt Rule. Yeah, and you know there are other. Uh, my man Jeff Howell well, points out that Joey McGuire has a very similar. Sure, he approach. knows every coach in, in the high school. Exactly, ranks in the state and and he's like, now nah, I'm recruiting a, you know elite traits. Give me a guy an elite trait. I know I can develop talent. I'll develop and I'll fill in the gaps. But give me elite traits, and I think that's why you see you know TCU and Baylor and Tech and Cincinnati. They're the ones with all these freaks. And they're just going to hopefully fill in the gaps and develop those guys into uh, high-level prospects well, who can I, reach that ceiling. But right now, yeah, man, you, you can't compete with Texas. Especially in the NIL transfer portal era, you can't really compete with Texas getting prospects initially out of high school who are four- and five-star recruits. I'm not saying that they never will win one every now and then. You'll win one every now and then. But for the most part, you cannot go. Yeah, you, if you're a Texas Tech and you got a Micah. you go head to head with Texas. Right, is it Mike, was it Micah Hudson? Micah Hudson. Yeah, you, you got those. You'll win. I'm, not, I'm saying about you can't build your blueprint of recruiting around, oh, no, we're going after the same same guys that Texas and Oklahoma no. are going after. That's a fool's errand. That's like the money ball thing. You've got to. Yes. Right. We can't do it like they do it. You can't do it like that. you got to find mm-hmm. different. And our, our states found their way to do it. They've done it with like some schematic adjustments. That's why they popularized the three high three down so they kind of recruit to that system sure and yeah, i think there are a lot of teams in the big 12 are doing that because it's an interesting ecosystem between texas and oklahoma and the way they do business and almost everybody else in the big 12 k-state oklahoma state baylor tech they're doing business a different type of way and it's probably more the find an elite trait and build around that we'll also say for bruce feldman who puts out that list he, he said the 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 freaks list used to be 10 10 guys and it's expanded because he used to just talk to strength and conditioning coaches, but now he's expanded it to where he gets submission from coaches, teammates, parents, NFL scouts, mm-hmm. agents. So he's getting a lot more submissions, and then he digs through them. Now he's got a top 100. Because oh, that's what's so popular now. Yeah. Now every now year people, people like us looking forward and, and to it. And they want to be on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wanna... yeah we're going to do a segment on the freaks <laughs> list. And, and every school takes pride. Like, how many freaks we got on this thing? That's pretty good. Hey, so. we come back. It's going to be bullish or BS topics we are uh, – uh, one side or the other on. Ty will lead us through those. Also, we're talking Texas at number 12 on the Horn Top 20 countdown. Rod's rent right there. Pretty good stuff on a Thursday morning here on the Horn. It is uh, bullish or BS time here on Ian Rod B for the top of the hour. Let's hit it. Bullish or BS. 
brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. That's right, your undefeated professional bull riding team. Yeah. We're uh, counting down the days a week from Friday. Nice. will be the opening of Gambler Days, the 25th, 6th, and 7th out of Moody uh, Center. Uh, they're 7-0 this year in the uh, team series of the PBR and doing great stuff. So, Rod, is it bullish or is it BS? Are you uh, on the side <laughs> of Deion Sanders here? Deion Sanders not happy with players who didn't join a practice fight yesterday in Boulder. Uh, not happy with those who didn't jump in. <laughs> bullish or BS there, Rod B? Uh, I'm, I'm bullish, yeah, man. You should be, if it's a fight and your team is fighting, all right, you're part of the team, get out there and fight <laughs> with your team. <laughs> uh, you all right? Yeah, can, we, can we hear Deion Sanders? He was not happy with his squad because uh, fisticuffs broke out and uh, some people stayed on the sidelines. Here's, here's uh, prime time. He just fought. I seen two of y'all walking off over there. And you got a key teammate fighting. What they do there? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not what here. they do there? Not Nowhere. here. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? No, I don't want to see y'all walking off when somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. Oh, walk yes, off. Right. Come on. I was in there, man. Never again. There you go. There's Dion. You're down with that. Bullish? Yeah, no, you got. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how they already, as football players, don't understand the, that the G code. All right, that's 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 part of the code, man. If they, you don't even need to ask any questions, my teammates fighting. I got to go over there and fight. We'll ask questions and sort it out later. I got to go defend my teammate and have their back. Then we'll go figure out what's going on. And I think that like, was some type of so joint one fight, practice. One fight, it? we all fight. I think yeah. that was some kind of. Joint I think it practice. was a joint practice. One fight, we all fight. You're damn right. They were practicing with another mm-hmm. local area team there, just damn practicing, right, and mm-hmm. uh, they they weren't uh, they weren't helping out their teammates. So there you go. There's Deion Sanders, bullish on that. I, I like. I'm bullish on it, man. Yeah, you got to fight. I, you know, you should be looking forward to it. As Casey Studder always say, football is just a 60 minute fight. Yeah, fight. <laughs> just let you fight anyway. Go ahead, get out there and fight. Be walking out. Uh, how about uh, okay, bullish or BS on this one, guys? Uh, you guys ever heard of Melissa? High school in Melissa, Texas. I have. It's one of the thriving, growing Metroplex schools. Yes. Um, well, uh, apparently it's a modest-sized high school of about 1,300 kids. And they're putting, putting some uh, finishing touches on the stadium. Uh, the, the cost of the stadium is making uh, a lot of headlines. The price tag for the 10,000-seat stadium, a cool $35 million. Oh. Million dollars. Um, yeah, how you like that? <laughs> they got a like a luxury box in this thing. I mean, it is it looks like something out of some small college, some some mid major college. It is unbelievable. Yeah. They wow. lost their first two games of twenty twenty two before rattling off eleven straight wins, including seven and mark in district. So at least they got a had a good season. Melissa. Season. It's yeah. Look, if you've been to Dallas and you've gone north, whether Ooh. you're going up into uh you know, Plano and north of that, you know, it's just it's it's sprawling so much, and there's so much building and, and growth. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that Melissa High School is at 1300 now. It's going to be a lot bigger in five years, ten years. I think oh, yeah. they're planning for that. the growth. So I don't have a. It, it's it's north of McKinney. Uh, if you go northeast further from McKinney north, uh, it, but that's just one of those huge suburbs in Dallas. That's just, that'll that'll be two 2500 kids in that school within five years, I would bet. And I think that's what they're projecting. So sure, it's going to raise some eyebrows, but I'm fine with it. Thirty five million. So it'll, you, and it'll be sold out every it? Friday night. Yeah, no, it will be sold out. Trust me, we know that. It's a Friday. Hey, I'm an education major, and I'm not teaching. I'm talking sports. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play this for you? You also were a cornerback. Cornerback. Ty, do you have the uh, sound? 
uh, that, that I gave you. Here's, here are the Kelsey brothers. Ty, where are you on this, too? I want your bullish Oh, I BS. love this. Let's go. Here's the, here are the Kelseys, Jason and Travis, and a good debate, healthy debate percolates between the brothers. What position groups talk the most trash? To me, I think it's without question, DBs. 1,000%. Is it because their job is so hard? You think they have the hardest job? You don't think a DB is the hardest job in the NFL? What's a harder job? Maybe quarterback. I'll say center if you're like a 260-pound center. <laughs> Dude, you got to mirror somebody throughout the whole field. Like, What's harder than playing cover one and just staying in somebody's hip? And you can't give up a yard of separation, otherwise it's a completion. It's so good that white people can't even do it, Travis. <laughs> like, that's how you know it's the hardest position. They don't even let white guys try to play quarterback anymore. Like they just said, you're done. That's funny as hell. All right, there you go. They do, white, white guys are playing cornerback again. This is true. They, they got Jason Seahorn. They got a couple of white corners in the NFL now. What? That Where? Lead. Huh? Where? They, yeah, they, they, I, I got to go look them up because I, I get sent this all the time because I, I actually played for the Giants and Jason Seahorn was the last white starting cornerback before uh, before I it, it was drafted by the Giants. But now there are a couple. I, I'll Trust we'll, me, we'll I'll find, find them. There are a couple but of them out there. do you agree with Jason Kelsey that it's the hardest position? It's just, it is. Behind quarterback, it is the hardest position to play in football. There's no doubt. Is there that is why you no guys question. talk so much trash? Yeah, you got to vent, man. <laughs> you got to relieve the stress out there. You're stressed out out well, there. And, and, that, you're on an island. Well, and you, you, got, and you have the hardest job away. at DB. You know what I'm saying? And, and the other part of that, the receivers are always the divas, so you got to trash talk those dudes. And those dudes are they're becoming they're great athletes too. You know, you're trying, to, you're trying to you know track that guy all around the field. Come on, man. Those guys are making what twenty some million a year, a year now. And you can't touch them anymore. And you can't touch them. Can't reroute them. Can't breathe on them the wrong way. You can't even hit them hard anymore. Can't hit them hard anymore. They do catch the ball. Got to tackle them to the ground softly. Softly. <laughs> you can't even, you can't even knock his block off anymore. No. Softly. There you go. Good job, T.Y. Like bullish that. and B.S. I'm bullish on that, baby. Bullish and Dion. DBs. Get in the fight. Yeah, get in the fight. Get One fight, fight, we all fight. We're back. Uh, hit the headlines. Also, another uh, uh, trip behind the burnt orange curtain. Texas at number 12 in our Ian Rodby Horn Top 20 countdown.